back in 2018, I had what I can only describe as a quantum immortality experience. A really huge one. I'll save that for another post, but there have been huge glitches or differences within the world after. For me, an open skeptic. Okay, not open skeptic. I couldn't and did not want to believe in the concepts like quantum immortality, glitches, or the Mandela effect. They seemed like a modern-day religion developing based on people who lack understanding of certain fields, and suddenly having too much information because of the internet, and then having social media say that you're not alone with that one topic, which turns into a conspiracy about aliens, demon robots taking you to Mars at night, but in fact it's just sleep paralysis. The deep implications of quantum immortality was something I wanted to believe. Because that means that I died, left my loved one alone, and these people around me are not the people I loved and cherished. They were cosmic doppelgangers. So, a short list of changes. My father and best friend's childhood totally changed. Again, I'll leave the details of that also to a different post. Several actors and media B-listers died before, but now are alive and well. So many things, but it's one thing to hear Tom Baker from Doctor Who suddenly no longer dead after seeing an entire BBC program about him and seeing so many YouTubers of said TV show he was in talk about it. It's another thing completely when it's someone you know in person. I was a warehouse supervisor. We're always shipping, receiving. There's a regular truck driver who comes almost every day for years. A few I have known for almost 20 years. Other drivers are seasonal, and we see them for months out of each year, until the busy season ends, and then we don't see them again until the following year. Well, let's call him Harry. It's not his real name, of course, nor will I say his company's real name. I'll say it's one of the top three delivery businesses in the world. Well, Harry was a charter. I mean, this guy didn't blend into a crowd. Tall, skinny, in his late 50s, early 60s, had dark, thick hair, little to no gray. Hairstyle was even, thick glasses that looked straight out of the 1950s. His glasses had clip-on shades, and he always carried a toothpick in his hand or mouth. He had a, a booming voice, loud and a little raspy, yet he rarely talked unless he really had something to say or was around people like us that he was comfortable with. So... My point, there was nothing average about this guy. Well, his wife was ill and we didn't see him one season. We asked where Harry was, and his wife had sadly passed away. He took time off and we saw him the following season. We all were happy to see him. He had no issue telling us about what had happened. I'll leave the personal stuff personal, but... He said he wanted to retire, but couldn't because he was left with huge bills after his wife's passing. Two more years passed, and then he was a no-show again one season. I asked about him, 
and I was told he also became very ill with the thing that his wife had. It made sense now why he always had that damned toothpick whenever he and his wife were heavy smokers. He gave up smoking when his wife first started to get sick, and before she became really sick. Well, two more years pass and he still never returned, so I asked again. I found out he died as a result of his illness. He refused the same treatment his wife was receiving because of how bad it was for her, even with him taking care of her. He, at that point, didn't have anyone, so he decided to ride it out. After I found out this news, I told my entire company, because we all liked this guy, and I was wondering about what had happened to him. Several coworkers didn't believe me, so over the following days, they asked his other people who worked for his same company, and even his dispatcher that happens to have called for another reason, and they all confirmed it. Well, now the glitch that made chills run down my spine and really shattered my view of reality. 2018, I'm at work during the busy season. I hear a truck back into the dock. They say the company I shall not mention. I continue what I'm doing and yell, Okay, make him wait, I'll be right there. Then, I heard a voice I recognized. It took me a second honestly to process what and who I thought I heard talking across the warehouse. I stop dead in my tracks. No pun intended. I slowly walked to the dock. I thought to myself, please don't be him. Oh, please do not be him. Because in all my denial and refusal to believe in quantum immortality and glitches at that time, if I turned and saw him alive, it would mean one of three things. One, I really did die, and this is not my universe. And my goddaughter that I love more than life itself, I was there when she was born, I was there when she spoke her first words, I heard her first laugh, I saw her first steps. That special person is now in a world without me. A world where they came home one day before Easter, only to find me dead in her playroom with holiday decorations in hand. That version of me died, trying to surprise her with cheer. Second, if he was there, glitches are 100% real, and we are likely not. Meaning that my loved ones in life can just be deleted, rewritten. We have zero control. We're essentially puppets on a stage for some higher being to play with. And I hate this concept as well. Third, if he was there, I cannot trust or depend on any memory and past event as being solid or real. The past is just as changeable as the future. I also hate this because who's in charge of it? Will they just delete me because I remember the changes and see the glitches? Will I wake up one day to listen to my YouTube narration channels only to find there is no record of anything ever called glitches in the Matrix, quantum immortality, or the Mandela effect? Perhaps those crazy homeless people ranting in the streets about things that don't exist aren't crazy after all. Maybe there are people who are unable to get updated with the rest of the world. So, I turn the corner, facing the dock, 
and I see Harry alive and well. It's 100% him, no doubt. No one else is looking shocked to see him. So I slowly walk up to him and say, Hey, long time no see. He responds with a grin and says, Yeah, it's been a short while. I actually feel my hands shaking. So how you been? I asked. Oh, fine, just fine. You know, same old crap, different day, he replies. So I stutter and say, I thought something may have happened with you. Like you retired or moved or something. No. He replied, just doing the same old crap over and over. You know how it is, don't you? Glaring at me through his clip-on shades, he continued saying, People like us just keep going until we can't no more. But after a nap, we'll wake up and do it all again. <laughs> I said it feels that way, doesn't it? I wanted to just ask or just say that... I thought you were dead. People told us that you died. But I was too disturbed to, and I didn't want to bring up death because of what had happened with his wife. After he was given his freight, I said goodbye and that it was nice to see him alive and in person. As soon as he drove off, I said to everyone around, Holy crap, that was freaking hairy. My coworkers looked at me like I had two heads and said, So what? I said, He's supposed to be dead. Remember a few years back we all found out and were talking about him? But nope, none of them remembered any of it. This was not a false memory. I wasn't mistaking him for another person, and I even hoped it was a practical joke of some kind that Harry's coworker played on him to be cruel. Something like that would not go unpunished at a company like his if it was found out. But if that was the case, my coworkers would all remember it. And they don't. I will say this I'm still employed at the same place, around the same coworkers, and I haven't seen Harry again since. I don't want to know honestly where I am anymore in the multiverse because. Since I've had several possible shifts, one very recently after a close call that I can't explain how I didn't get a scratch. The only differences I noticed are minor, so I can just push them into the misremembering file to keep sane. My goddaughter is still my little buddy, even more so now, because I've adapted a new outlook on life. We're all connected to our other selves in the multiverse, if that's the case. If this is a simulation, we're copies of the same code. I am who I am, my loved ones are who they are, and my love for them will not change no matter where I am. I love you, little buddy, no matter where you are, and I love every version of you that may exist, even if there is an evil version of you with a goatee somewhere. Just on an end note, I held off posting this because I get a weird feeling like I'm being watched, like something is different about this one. My coworkers are acting oddly. It's creeping me out that I just caught a coworker behind me. He snuck up behind me or just randomly appeared. I think he took a picture of the computer screen and what I was typing. Why would he do that at this time? when I'm also typing on here every day without him ever caring. 
I'm a bit afraid this time. I do hope this gets posted, and I feel like something is different with this one. This was just part of a bigger quantum immortality event. I've had so many glitches directly because of this. Glitches as in noticeable differences between the world before and the world after. I'll be happy to do a longer list and answer any questions as best I can, and I'll post a link when it's finished. Okay, so I've been sitting on this story since the 90s when it happened. 2011 when I joined Reddit, it's kind of long, and it turns out I'm kind of lazy, but I think it's time. For background, at the time I was about 23, and I shared a home with my then-husband, who was 24, my sister, 31, and my two young kids, both boys ages 4 and 2. And this was about 1994. One thing you should know is that throughout my entire life, things have just gone missing around me. As inexplicable as those events were, dropped something but it never made a sound and was never found, it was on my bed when I turned around and then it was gone, you know, that type of thing. I always pinned it on being klutzy, inattentive, forgetful, or even just one of those weird things. When we moved into this place, the missing stuff went into complete overdrive. It was making me feel insane. I was at a point in my life where I didn't want to accept it as just one of those things anymore. It just wasn't a reasonable explanation. And stuff was going missing constantly, pretty much daily. I'd make up explanations in my head, no matter how unlikely the explanation was. Okay, maybe my two-year-old got out of bed, silently came down the stairs, made it past everyone in the living room without being seen, went into the kitchen silently, made it onto the counter grabbed my item, and then did the whole thing in reverse. And then a week later, replicated it, but this time put the item back? I mean, honestly, not likely. But what other explanation is there? So, the event in question. It was a weekday. My sister went to work, and my shift-working husband is taking the kids out of town to visit his family. I'm taking the day to get some child-free errands done. I got everyone out the door and had a coffee, read the newspaper in peace, and then started gathering my items for the errands. I put my house and car keys on the coffee table while I went to the kitchen to put my cup in the sink. Note that because I had a two-year-old, there was nothing else on the coffee table. We kept it as bare as much as possible. I come back into the living room, and the keys aren't there. Okay, this is ridiculous. I retrace my steps. Maybe I absentmindedly picked them up again. Nope, the kitchen counter is bare. Okay, with my coat that I put down, maybe? No. I'll fast forward through much of the next 45 minutes. 
I will say that I had the idea that maybe my losing stuff was due to a brain tumor or something. Like, maybe the items really were there, and for some reason I just wasn't seeing them. Which led me to sweeping my arm across the coffee table at least a dozen times, and turning it on its side at least three times. I looked every place that I could think of, in kitchen cupboards, in the bathroom that I hadn't used, in the upstairs bathroom that I definitely hadn't used, in the sink, which was empty besides one cup, under the sofa, which I lifted up in the sofa, I probably lifted the heavy TV. I do remember the last place I looked was by the front door, and I emptied out every single shoe, even though it was a hefty bundle of keys. I mean, I was really running out of places to look. I finally thought, fine, you know what? I have gone insane. Maybe I never had the keys. Maybe my husband accidentally took them. Whatever, I'm not doing any errands today. I'm done. I then dejectedly walked back into the living room, and on the middle of the otherwise bare coffee table were my keys. That was one of two incidents that I absolutely could not explain, no matter how unlikely. This was a small townhouse. Small. Limited ways in and out. No doors. You could look into one room from the other. And I was all alone. For the record, my things still disappear. But nowadays, I just shrug. I'm not playing that game, universe. I have so many glitches, I figured I would start posting them all, big or small. For the past three years, I've been renovating my master bedroom. Okay, renovating isn't accurate. Gutting the room down to the studs, replacing the ceiling, floor, windows, electric, everything. I'm still not done because I started it right before the pandemic and all the curfews and so on. I'm also doing it completely alone on a super tight budget. To top it all off, I'm a perfectionist with some things, and I'm 50 with back issues. So yeah, I bit off more than I could chew. It doesn't help that I'm lucky to get a few hours a month to work on it. Okay, so to the glitch, my sister also lives in the same house. Money is tight, so splitting the bills makes life easier. She works the night shift at a big box store, I work a day shift somewhere else. So, we only see each other in passing, so it all works out. I often need to work on the room when she's supposed to sleep, Another reason it's taking so long, but she's okay with it once a week. I will often hear her snoring in her room, which is on the south wall of my room, or hear her walking around talking to herself, or the television in the living room, which is attached to the north wall of my room. So, depending on where I hear her, I'll try to work on the opposite side of the room just to be nice. The thing that freaked me out is 
As I sat to take a break in the middle of the room, I could hear her clearly snoring in her room. Okay, then. How did I then at the same time clearly hear her walking around and talking to herself as she was watching TV in the living room? I thought, is someone else here? As soon as I opened my room door that enters the living room, the TV and talking stops. The snoring doesn't. No, she isn't sleepwalking, she has a bad knee, and she in no way can run like the Flash. And no, no one else was there. It gets weirder. It's not an isolated incident. It happens regularly since I started the remodeling. I know, people think ghosts. This is the house that I was raised in. Me and my sister got it when my parents were tired and moved to an adult community. I never had a bad or ghost experience, not even when my father did construction on the house back in the day. But I did hear things that can be classified as paranormal. I, as a kid, regularly heard what sounded like someone in the kitchen doing kitchen stuff, like opening drawers and cooking at all hours of the night. There never was anyone there, Nothing was ever moved or out of place. My mother also admitted a few years ago that she heard it as well, thinking it was me or my sister, until she got up a few times to yell at us, only to find the kitchen empty and us sleeping. The other thing that I heard regularly was the sound of distant machinery and people talking like they were at the far end of a factory or warehouse. I heard it so many times that I can tell you the details. Like, it was always two to three male voices. They aren't intense, I can't understand what they were saying, but exactly like I'm in the back corner of a warehouse, just hearing normal ambient noise and going-ons. The machinery that I hear, it's like a conveyor belt or something like that. And no, there wasn't ever a warehouse or factory here on this land. This house was built in the early 30s, and before that, it was part of a farm. Yes, there are factories close, but they are in no way close enough to hear what I was hearing. And as a kid, most of them were abandoned, and local crooks had stripped the places clean of copper and metal to try to make money on the scrap. Back to now, my room had two doors, one on the south side and one on the north. The south door I locked and never used, I even blocked it off with bookshelves for years. I only ever used the north door. Since the remodeling had started, I was temporarily using both doors for a few days. I, always as a kid, had nightmares about that door for some reason, when that was my parents' room in the 70s through the 90s, they used both. Nothing traumatic happened to me in that house, so I never knew what was up with that door. I figured since I'm gutting the whole room, I would get rid of that door for good. I overdid it a little and sealed it off using expensive, extra-long decking screws, 
pressure-treated 2x4s, industrial-strength decking adhesive. It's the strongest thing in my entire house now. I made it into bookshelves that inset in the wall that actually look good. But now, I can still hear things through it. I don't know how I forgot to mention that I also used special ridged soundproofing insulation while sealing it off. That room is almost airtight now. I went so overboard with insulating, reinforcement, and so on, it's like a freaking space station. I shouldn't be able to hear anything like what I can. But what had tipped me over into the Twilight Zone is that short time I was using both doors, every time I heard my sister in two places at the same time, where she actually ended up when I checked, depended upon which door I used. If I used the door on the same wall that her room was on, she would be in the living room and the snoring would stop instantly. If I used the door that opened into the living room, the sound of her talking to the TV would instantly stop and she would be in her room, snoring. Now, I know some people think I imagined it, but here's the kicker. I went on FaceTime with a friend who lives in another state. He said, Is that sound your sister snoring? I said, Yeah, maybe. I put the phone by the door, and he could hear it. I said, You want to see something really weird? I walked over to the other door, put my phone up to it, and he said, Wait, how is your sister watching TV and sleeping in a different room? I laughed, holding the camera facing the door to the living room where you can clearly hear the TV and my sister talking. I opened the door super fast. Poof. Silent, empty, living room. I walk outside my room around to her room and loud snoring. I then told him about the whole thing. He asked me what happens if you go back in your room and go out the other door. I paused and said I didn't know because I never tried going out one door and then running into the room and going out the other door. I closed my door and my sister apparently woke up and went into the living room to start watching TV. The snoring didn't start up the rest of that day. I thought deeply about what would happen if I tried that and my sister instantly changed places. That was what made me go so overboard with sealing off that door. Now, I really need to say that I don't believe in ghosts, but I do think that there are thin spots in our universe. I've come to the conclusion my house sits on one of them. The warehouse sounds could be an actual real place in a reality where my town was zoned differently and the abandoned warehouse a block over was built where my house is. The sound in the kitchen could actually have been one of us doing normal things one does in a kitchen, except in another universe. My house being a glitched place, it oddly makes sense to me. Perhaps that's why I experience so many glitches regularly. I was raised within a glitched place. Or maybe I am the glitch and the fact that I grew up in that house has affected it. No, I don't think that I'm Neo, but I do know there seems to be forces at play that insist on my life going in a direction that I don't want it to go 
and the more I fight it, the harder it pushes back. It seems like whatever it is doesn't want me to do the remodeling, and really didn't like me messing with that door. There's one other thing that I, in 50 years, can't seem to do that is totally ridiculous and defies reason. And it's odd, but I'll save that for another post, if I can even seem to post it. One morning, I got up at my usual time to prepare for work. Since the COVID epidemic, I now work from home. On this particular weekday, I walked my dog that morning so he could use the bathroom, and also so that I could check my mail at our community's central mailbox location that sits next to our community pool. I collect my mail, and I notice that I have a key inside that is normally placed there when you have a package to collect from one of the otherwise empty mail containers. The name on the package wasn't mine, however. The address listed on it was my address. So, as I walked back to my house, I decided to drop it off on the neighbor's front porch whom I believed it most likely belonged to. And with that thought, if it wasn't theirs, since it had my address on it, they would return it to me, and then I walked home. I started work at 8am, and around 9am I get a knock on my door. My ring doorbell recording showed that it was a man, who was empty-handed, that had rung the bell and also knocked on my door. Although I couldn't answer the door because my job involves customer service taking phone calls all day, I smiled to myself thinking that the box I dropped off was indeed left at the right house, and the person wanted to thank me. I gave myself that little pat on the back for a job well done, and I, after all, had made the right decision. At 9.40am, I go outside and make sure the neighbor from earlier didn't set anything on my front porch, and then noticed my planter had fallen over and was sitting upside down in the grass. I swooped it up, set it back down where it should be directly across from my ring doorbell. My day then goes on as normal, and around 2.40pm, I go outside to pick up a small parcel that the Amazon delivery man had placed directly below my ring doorbell. I picked up the Amazon package, and looked into my planter, and was startled to see sitting inside of it was the box I had dropped off earlier that morning at the neighbor's house. Well, I guess I didn't drop it off at the right house after all, I thought, as I picked them both up and took them inside the house. I started to feel really annoyed as I walked into my kitchen to set them both down because now I would have to go to the post office over the weekend so it could get to the right owner. I was fresh out of ideas of what else to do with it. I set them both down on my kitchen counter, and I got back to work. After work, I walked over to the kitchen counter and was shocked that the only package sitting there was the one from Amazon. I couldn't believe it, and it took me a few minutes to process that it really was not there. Where did it go? Now, 
I was completely befuddled because I remember bringing it in clear as day. I checked my ring doorbell for my timeline, thinking I had just had an alternate reality experience. The ring doorbell recorded the neighbor from this morning knocking on my door and then leaving. It also recorded me picking up the planter and setting it back down. Empty. Next recording showed Amazon Man dropping off a package. Lastly, it showed me open my door, pick up the Amazon package, bend to look into my planter, and it audibly heard me say, Who is this guy? on the recording, suggesting that I really did see this box sitting there. There was no way it was just in my imagination. Yet, the recording does not show me picking it up or bringing it in. So, if I had indeed just left it outside in the planter to be dealt with later, it wasn't there after work when I checked. My ring doorbell never recorded anyone dropping it off, nor did it show anyone taking it off my porch either. I don't know what the significance was of that box on that particular day in any of the parallel universes of mine except that in all of them, I was destined to get it and deal with it. I do have other alternate reality experiences to share, and maybe someday, one day in the future, I will do just that. I think it's weird. Maybe it's just a coincidence, but... It feels like it isn't. When I'm driving home from work, I tend to see the same cars. I know that's nothing unusual. People getting out of their jobs at the same time, going home or whatever. But the same black car, an Audi with its left headlight out, flies up behind me, going way faster than the residential speed limit. Speed limit is 45 to 50 miles per hour, and he's doing at least 65 to 70, stopping maybe a foot off my rear. He then stays a foot off of my car for a while, and then darts around me passing in a no-passing zone. I always do the speed limit, because my car sucks, <laughs> and I can't afford the risk of a ticket. The car then makes a left down a side street, so... Two miles down the road, I go to make a left, and coming from another direction, on my right, an identical black Audi with its left headlight out cuts me off turning down the road that I just came from. I know these roads. I grew up here, and I know every single side street, etc. It is impossible for that to have been the same car, Yet the year, make, model, and headlight out were all the same. The weird part was the driver looked the same. I mean identical. White male, aged around 40-ish, clean-shaven, dressed in a long-sleeved blue dress shirt. I can give such a clear description because of how close he gets to the back of my car and how close he gets passing me. This happened on Monday, and then again on Tuesday, but Tuesday the second car didn't cut me off. I saw it in my rearview mirror making the left. 
Then, again, Wednesday, I made sure to get the license plate number, because later down the road, what was likely the first car was in front of me at a red light. On the Monday, it was on my left at that same light, and that's when I got the clearest look at the guy. He was very stone-faced, like a Vulcan, staring straight ahead. I made a comment out loud to myself sarcastically that the Matrix is getting really lazy reusing NPCs, so obviously. I mean, come on, the whole left headlight thing was a dead giveaway. Then, after he made his turn away from me, I saw eight different cars and trucks with their left headlights out. Eight in less than five minutes. It was like the Matrix was like, whoops, uh, don't look. It's not unusual. I just started laughing every time I saw one after the other. I said, holy crap, does it care that I notice, or was it listening to me? Why is it that stupid to expose itself more trying to cover up the glitch? Or is a living being outside the Matrix playing with us like lab rats? I stopped thinking about it because I was almost at my destination. As I get out of my car, I overhear a neighbor on her phone. She says, Oh man, my driver's side headlight is out. I don't know what the hell is going on with people like me, but I've come to the conclusion that if you notice a glitch and refuse to dismiss it, it causes more glitches and it calls attention to you. You know the saying, if you gaze long enough into the abyss, the abyss will gaze back into you. I think that may be more true than people think. I work as a part-time retail manager while going to school, and last Thursday night was my turn to close and count the registers. It was a relatively slow day, so we didn't have any cash deposits. We always keep $500 in the drawer as starting cash, so when I counted down both registers for the night, they were exactly at $500 as they were supposed to be. I double-checked the receipts to make sure there were no cash transactions, like normal, and proceeded with my paperwork. Nothing out of the ordinary there. Unfortunately, it was also my turn to open the next day. Clopin shifts suck in retail, and it's protocol to always count the registers before opening the store even if you were the one to close the night prior. I counted register 1, $500, as expected. I count register 2, and it reads 502.50. That's odd. I must have counted wrong. I restart my counting summary and try again. $502.50. Huh. Must be wrong again. After three times recounting the register, I continuously get 502.50. I'm seriously questioning my counting abilities at this point. Fed up, I unwrapped all the change rolls and proceeded to hand count everything again 
while keeping a handwritten summary of the counts. I count everything, and add it all up manually to check it with the computer. All of the counts and calculations are the same. Still, $502.50. Finally, after counting everything like two more times, I just could not figure out where the extra $2.50 came from. For those that don't work retail, 250 is such an odd number to be off, because it can only happen if you're either significantly off on your coin counts, or the dollar bills and some coins. Since I counted everything at least six times, I didn't think that was feasible. So I set the $2.50 off into our spare change, and I told the closing manager to be aware of it. I just talked to that manager, and he said the counts for Friday were perfect, without adding the extra $2.50 that I found in the morning. Assuming that both of our counts are right, that would mean the register physically gained $2.50 while no one was in the store. Keep in mind, we lock the doors, and we set an alarm when we have to leave and only me and the other two managers have keys and codes to enter without alerting the alarm company. Even if someone were to enter the store while it was closed, you need our manager logins to open the store, and thus open the registers, and whenever the store opens or closes, there is a record of it. I can confirm the store was not opened on the computers that night, the only logical explanation I have is that my main manager came in and added it by opening it with the key. Only he has the register key. Me and the assistant don't get them per policy. However, he's on vacation, and he sent me snaps of him on the beach on Thursday, so I'm sure it's not him. He comes back tomorrow, so I'll be sure to ask him, but I think I may have somehow stumbled upon an infinite money glitch. This happened in the mid-2000s. My husband had bought a used pickup truck that had been worked on and souped up, as the saying goes. We called it his race truck. By all appearances, it seemed to be a normal truck. It ran fast, and I'm pretty sure we drove it for a while before noticing an odd occurrence. At this point in time, every morning during the week, my husband and I drove together to a place halfway between our jobs, where I would pick up my car at a friend's business and head east, while he continued north. It saved on gas. Most of our commute together was on the interstate. There was one spot in particular where something very strange happened every morning around 6am. We listened to talk radio during the ride, and several miles past a way station for tractor trailers, the radio would develop static and fuzz out. When it came back on, the previous minute of the broadcast we had just been listening to would play all over again, and then the broadcast would continue as normal. The first time it happened, we didn't think much of it, 
Just a crazy blip in the radio signal, right? And then it happened again the next day. And the next, and on and on. Every morning, the static in the previous 60 seconds would play all over again. We thought it must be the radio station having issues. After a while, though, it went from being a curiosity to a downright annoyance. It was like having to do over a whole minute of every day. We couldn't find a rational explanation either, but it was somehow tied to that truck. If memory serves correctly, I think it did happen with another radio station one time. However, it did not happen in any other vehicles or near any other way stations. It continued to occur like clockwork for as long as my husband owned the truck, but after he sold it, we never experienced the repeating minute again. That particular stretch of interstate does seem to possess some kind of time anomaly. It's like an inverse of Einstein's theory. For about a 25-mile stretch, which includes the way station, I have noticed the faster I drive, the longer it takes to reach my destination. Conversely, the slower I drive, I make it with time to spare. I've monitored the clock against my speedometer, and even allowing for morning traffic, this still bears out. My husband and I call it the time tunnel, and I've been on time to work many mornings thanks to this anomaly. Past that 25-mile range, however, it's back to the ordinary laws of physics, so you'd better step on it. This all took place just before the pandemic shut down the world. Lent had just started during the last week of February 2020, and I was looking forward to six weeks of fish fries at the church across town every Friday. Thanks to the aforementioned global event, and subsequent lockdown, only two of the six scheduled fish fries took place before the remaining four were cancelled. I went to the first fish fry of Lent after work on Friday, February 28th, 2020. When I arrived at around 5.30pm, it had already been taking place for an hour. As I stood in line to pay for my meal, I saw a 60-something-year-old woman taking order tickets and bringing food to people at their tables. I recognized her as Jenny a long-time member of the church that I attended. I paid for my meal and was handed an order ticket. I found an empty seat in the dining hall, sat down, and I waved my ticket. Incidentally, Jenny saw me waving my ticket and walked up to me. She greeted me by name and we exchanged pleasantries before she brings my order ticket to the kitchen. About ten minutes later, she brought me my food on a tray and I proceeded to have a pleasant dinner. Throughout the evening, I saw Jenny go back and forth to the kitchen multiple times with order tickets and or trays of food in hand. This glitch, it took place two days later. I went to my own church on Sunday morning. Following the service, I exited the church and saw Jenny at the bottom of the stairs, 
handing out church bulletins for that week. She greeted me by name, just as she had during the fish fry, and then the following exchange took place. Me. Hello, Jenny. It was nice seeing you at the fish fry the other night. Jenny. Nonplussed. The fish fry? Me. Yes, the fish fry at the church across town. I hope they raised a lot of money. The whole time I was there for dinner, it looked like you didn't even sit down or take a break. Jenny. The fish fry at... the name of the church across town. Me. Yeah, that church. Jenny. I haven't been to that church in years. The last fish fry I went to there was just before Dell's stroke. Dell was Jenny's late husband, who had died seven years prior in 2013. I haven't talked to Jenny since, especially when the lockdown began. If she hadn't been to the fish fry at the other church in years, then who was that person that I talked to that Friday? So, this just happened to me, 45-year-old female and first-time sharer, a few minutes ago, and it really just freaked me out. I thought I would share it here, even though it's nothing like some of the truly bizarre accounts I've heard here before. Okay, so it's a regular Thursday morning. My daughter and granddaughter are outside, enjoying the cooler weather that just came in, and I'm working on my laptop on a few things. I needed to print several pages for a transfer of title that I'm working on, and blah blah blah. So, anyway, I had two print jobs in total, about five or six pieces of paper. There was already paper in the printer, which is located right next to my laptop, and has the paper feed in the back so that I can very easily see it from my sitting position on my desk chair. So the printer is doing its thing, and I notice that the last piece of paper is being fed through the printer, and I'm thinking, cool, I had just enough paper in the machine for what I needed. Just for clarification, I had more paper to put into the machine if I needed to, I was just being lazy and was happy that I didn't have to get up to replace it for these print jobs. <laughs> so, I grabbed the pages and I looked through them, making sure everything I needed was there, and printed okay. And when I look up, there's more paper in the back of the printer. At least another 20 pages. My jaw hit the floor, but... Then I remembered my granddaughter and daughter had walked in from the backyard, right by my desk, on their way to the living room. I was looking down at the pages I had printed, so I assumed my daughter saw it, saw that it was empty, and refilled it for me in 30 seconds. I had to ask her and my grandchildren, and all of them looked at me confused and said they didn't touch anything on my desk. My other two grandchildren were in their room playing, and hadn't even been anywhere near my desk. I am 1,000% sure the printing I did used every page that was in the printer. I saw it with my own eyes. And again, 
I was happy that I had just enough for what I needed to print. So I guess that this was my first glitch in the Matrix. Nothing major, I know, but for me, it was really mind-boggling. Has something similar ever happened to anyone else? Anyway, thanks for reading this, if you do, and thanks to anyone who listens. I'm not entirely sure how much of a glitch these might be, but I thought you might find my story at least a little interesting. Raven has read my ghost stories as well, so it seems my life might have been more interesting than I ever thought, but of course, this is normal to me. I grew up dreaming about the future. And I don't mean it would be the next day, I mean a few weeks in advance. When I was little, there was no sound at all, I couldn't hear anything, but I would see myself doing things, and then a week later, I would feel myself doing it. Feeling this overwhelming feeling of doing this before. Deja vu. When I was ten, I started to gain sound. I remember the first deja vu tied to it. I was dancing in the bathroom, singing and laughing. I remember I stopped dead after and looked at myself in the mirror in shock. I had already seen this and heard all of this. I was just very confused and realized I'd heard all of it before, which was also very new to me. I remember walking home from my friend's place, pissed off and muttering to myself, and I stopped dead on the sidewalk. I remember everything I said I had said before. This fight had happened before. Though we had never fought over this same thing before, and I didn't normally get so mad that I muttered to myself. This has never gone away. I've even had it happen while talking to Raven about things that we've never talked about. And I do mean the music or the video that's playing in the background. Brand new videos, I might add, are all playing as well. I now see it as a sign that I'm on the right path. Nothing bad happens after, so it's not a foretelling of something ill. If any of you have had this happen... I would love to read what you have in the comments. Thank you for listening, and thank you, Raven, for reading. I got onto Route 17 South by the Riverside Terrace. I had to wait on the on-ramp as a tractor trailer pulled into the gas station behind the RT. I passed two slow cars, and then I pulled into the slow lane, which is rare for me. I left them behind. Nobody was in front of me as far as I could see. I was 25 seconds, I estimated, from the bridge by the Suburban Caps sign that is always lit up. Only it was off, which is odd. All cars are far behind me coming from the Sheridan Mawa area. I pick up my phone, Center Console 2011 Yaris. I check it for one second for messages, 
Check the time. 9.48. Check the car clock. Same. As I set my phone down, the view alters to bright outside my car. I thought that I teleported to somewhere sunny, but it was just bright lights. I was now in traffic, with cars right on my back end. Me driving slow lane with cars on my back does not happen, ever, and a tractor trailer in the lane to my left and front. The road that had been curving slowly left was now curving hard right, and I was going under bridges. My lane peeled off, and I figured I'd get off here and figure out where I teleported to. If it was 17s, I'd know the exit. Well, it was the turnaround by Mawa Sheridan, bringing me back to 17S. I checked for missing time, 9.48 still on both clocks. Then I drove back past everything that I had just driven by moments earlier. The suburban cap sign was still out. For years, I thought that I teleported, but it makes more sense that I swapped place with another me that day. And after I got home, one outlet in my house had moved several inches from where it had always been. It was weird. Alright, I'm new to this sub, so please excuse any mistakes I make, but this has got me quite freaked out. So, I'm female, 21... I'm a line cook who works a night shift, so I wake up relatively late. My alarm goes off every day at 12.40pm, and today was no different. I woke up and started the usual morning routine, keeping track of how long I had to get ready with the analog clock in my bathroom. As I'm heading out the door, I pack my switch, the console, into my bag so I can play something on my lunch break, checking the battery level as I do. Right next to the battery gauge is the time, reading 1.20pm. All is normal so far. I head out the door, and I get in my Uber to go to work. Things get weird about 15 minutes into the 20-minute drive when my phone started going off in my pocket. I pull it out, only to see my 12.40 alarm was going off. It took a second for the confusion to set in, but when it did, my first thought being, wait, did I wake up too early? Wait, no, my alarm? Huh, wait, what? My next move was to figure out if my phone, for some reason, was in a different time zone by texting my coworkers who scheduled to come in an hour before me. Succinctly? No, not at work yet and not running late either. Then I started googling when daylight savings time kicked in. Stupid I know, but I was confused as hell. So I wound up chilling out in a Starbucks a few blocks away until it was actually time for me to come into work. But I'm still shaken. Hopefully this doesn't become a daily thing. <laughs> I set off to pick my girlfriend up from work 
after being at my dad's. I entered the motorway, and there were only a few cars on there with it being Sunday at 10.30pm, and really cold out. Anyway, like I said, I entered the motorway, and after being on it for around five minutes, I see a car behind me. No car on the left or right lane, and I'm in the middle. As I'm looking at the car, I see it vanish. It couldn't have turned off at an exit as I passed the exit, and there were none for a while. I look ahead and back, thinking it changed lanes. I check the lanes. Nobody there. It was like I was driving up a hill and lost sight of it, but there were no hills. I was on a straight motorway. I did see signs saying salt has been laid down, and it got me thinking... Was it a guardian angel telling me to stay in the same lane, or was it a glitch? This happened around two years ago, but since then other things have happened. I would say a certain word, and hear it on the TV a few seconds later, or talk about something, for example, cars, and bam, a car advert would come on. This has happened a lot of times, so do we live in a simulation... Or is it just a bunch of coincidences? Anyway, I would love to hear all of your thoughts on this. Thanks. So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search as The Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff. Ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode, but until then, sleep well. <laughs>